and you can build habits that validate your spouse, and you really should. And this is something that each of you should be working on. Um, Some um, of that is expressing gratitude. We talk about that a lot on, on this podcast, as well as in our live presentations. Expressing gratitude just goes su- such a long way. Instead of, babe, you look hot, it's like, oh, I love the way that that shirt looks on you. Just different things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Compliments, expressing gratitude. Another way that you can really validate your spouse is brag about them in public. Mm-hmm. Now, don't go to the point where it's embarrassing, but saying things, I mean, just talk about how awesome your spouse is when you're around other people. That is validating. My spouse is so awesome. Hey, let me tell you this cool thing that they did or this awesome thing they're working on or things like that. Brag about them in front of, in front of other people. You may be one choice away from a thriving marriage. Welcome to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast with Brian and Jennifer Hartman. Welcome back to the Operation Thriving Marriage Podcast. Jen and I are here again in the studio with Todd here to share with you a little bit. Excited to be back in here with you. How are things going, sweetheart? I am doing fantastic over here and sitting at the orange table, having a good time um, with these recordings. And this I is wonder a- sometimes we say this. I wonder what you guys who are listening to us think about this because Todd has told us, hey, you know, do a soft opening, do some banter, make things a little bit more relatable for the people. And so we ask each other how we're doing. I wonder if you guys think that we don't actually talk to each other till we get in the studio because we actually do ask each other like we how drive the day- <laughs> here like we drive here together like in so, the same car spoiler alert so, right <laughs> I, was just, I was just thinking about it like we last podcast that we recorded or one of the podcasts i was thinking about that's like do the people think we don't talk until we get in the studio mm. this is not true we actually do talk quite a bit even when we're not in the studio we just talk differently in the studio, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So this is kind of a, a cool episode and topic here. We're talking about the idea of validation. And no, we're not talking about parking. Everyone wants to feel validated. They want to feel like they fit in, they belong, that they are important. So at work, I mean, you want to get kudos from your boss. You want to know that, hey, sure, I am contributing something of value being here. I'm just not a suck on the company just taking their money. Mm-hmm. I'm with friends. You know, it's never a good feeling when you're at a group of friends and you feel like you're not valued or you just kind of, you feel the third wheel. You know, you feel like, oh, all these things. And especially that comes with like groups of friends that ha- um, some have been together for a while and some haven't. And so you've been away and they've got all these shared experiences they're talking about and you walk in and you feel like you're not connected and you want to feel validated, like you're bringing something to the relationship. Yeah. Spoiler alert, small groups, you know, be be open for real to new people coming in. And validate them. Yep. Yeah. And say, hey, we want you, we care about you and care about what you're saying and and be curious about that. And then also we want to be validated at home, I mean, obviously in marriage, you and we're going to talk about that, of course, because this is a marriage podcast, but our children too, and we need to make sure they feel validated. And the truth is, though, as parents, we want to be validated by our kids. Sure. You know, it's, it's kind of weird, right? But not that children should ever be responsible for caring for a parent's emotional, mental health. 
Right. But, it's not emotional. Kids should not be providing emotional support for you because, my goodness, that's a burden you don't want to place on a kid. No, but it feels good when uh, I was traveling recently and our daughter is in the process of applying for college, which is terrifying. While I was that's traveling, not that bad. <laughs> she was working on her essay and wanted advice on essay. And that's those are things that she and I talk about more than she talks about with you. Those types sure. of things are our normal conversations. So I felt incredibly validated when she texted me. He's like, hey, can you talk? And at first I'm like, oh my gosh, what's going on? So I slipped away from the dinner I was having with my colleagues to talk to Brenda. And then it turns out what she wanted to do was get my advice on her essay, which was incredibly validating. We want to feel validated in our relationships. And that's not the the only area of validation just just in parenting like that, but you had mentioned too at the beginning a little bit more about uh, that validation in marriage and validating our spouses is one of those key ways to building a thriving marriage because of course the validation is able to build the oneness in marriage when we talk about oneness acting as a team yeah. um, becoming more of that uh, one couple acting together as two separate individuals, but acting as that uh, team and growing in that oneness together. Right. It's another way that we're able to spur each other on to love and good works, uh, as uh, talking in Hebrews uh, 10.24 there. It helps our spouse become more holy. Um, When we talk about this a lot on the podcast, when we talk about this in conferences, quote, pastor from Texas, Tim Ross, and it's like, okay, your spouse is you outside of you, looking at you, telling you about you. And that's true. And we often emphasize- And we love that. And it's huge. And we often emphasize they're able to see the warts and flaws that we don't see. In the best possible way. In the best possible way. They're able to help us. And so one of the things I'll often say at a conference, like, I'm really good at believing my own lies. And I will lie to myself and believe my own lies. And Jen's good at cutting through my garbage to get to the truth of the stuff that I'm deceiving myself in. So we talked about that. But there's a positive aspect of becoming more holy as well. And that's where validation comes in, where a spouse can actually validate you. And that helps you become more holy when you're doing well and pointing out things that when I behave in a godly way and Jen validates my good healthy, responsible behavior when I'm making positive strides and that's validated just as much as kind of the carrot and stick you talk about. You need to be corrected when you're wrong, but also you need to be rewarded and encouraged when you do right. And validation in marriage helps us grow in that holiness. Absolutely. It helps our spouse become more holy and then our, our spouse is helping us become more holy too. It's an, it's an awesome kind of thing. And we do want to make sure that we are wanting to have that desire to validate our spouses, but sometimes we can fall into traps of invalidation, and that's always just a horrible thing in in its effect, and it, it causes, I, I, I think, literal devastation yeah. in, in people when they're feeling invalidated, and that's certainly the case if if our spouse feels like the, the spouse is uh, invalidating us, and it can not just happen as like a one-off thing, but it goes into a cycle. Think about it. A person feels invalidated. They're going to feel hurt and distant. If I felt invalidated by you, that would hurt my feelings and, and I'd feel like we weren't connected as well. And that happens in marriage if you feel that way. So now people who feel hurt and distance will start creating distance and pull away from their spouse because they don't want to continue feeling that way. 
Oh, of course. And so, yeah, who and wants- And it makes it worse. Yeah. So now they're pulling away. And so now the first spouse who's been invalidated starts pulling away the spouse that purposely or or inadvertently in was the invalidator. Right, the invalidator <laughs> yeah. or who did the invalidating. I wish we could put charts up on podcasts and you could see, oh, this person, A, person B. But anyway, the person who did the invalidating act, sensing that their spouse is pulling away, well, they're going to protect themselves emotionally and start pulling away as well. And now you've got two people creating more and more emotional distance from each other if left unchecked, that's just going to create conflict and discomfort and strife in the marriage because instead of two people who are supposed to be growing closer to each other and connecting more with each other, they're pulling away because of this experience this of this discomfort and this invalidation. And the experience of not wanting to, to be hurt further makes them step away so that they're not experiencing that kind of hurt it leading again to that vicious cycle that just causes so many problems and can really cause the breakdown um, of a marriage and could potentially lead to divorce. But I, there, there are things that that can be done to be able to repair a marriage that's going through more difficulties and experiencing invalidation. So we always talk about this, and I, I always say Brian is w- waving the flag on this all the time and beating the drum on this because it's about presuming goodwill. That's a huge key. We need to be thinking positively about our spouses. We need to be giving them the benefit of the, the doubt. We we need to be looking at this in the light best to the client, the client, as I'm talking about, right? <laughs> uh, the, the light most favorable to our spouse, because I, I think as a lawyer, we look at the the facts and the circumstances and we take the in, in information and present it to a court in that light that's most favorable to the client. So in something like this, that presumption of goodwill, we need to be, even if we're not feeling this way towards the spouse, we need to be consistently advocating for our spouse and, and painting them in that positive light. Our spouses are going to hurt us. They're not perfect. They're dealing with this. And, and may, maybe it's just they've been hurt at work or something like that. It's going to happen. So we have to presume. Or hurt someplace else outside the home. They're having a hard time. Right? Absolutely. So negativity just has no place in marriage. You can't, if, if we look at our spouse in a negative light, then we're going to, again, see a bunch of negative stuff. And it's going to create a cycle of negativity. And we've got to quash that and constantly, hey, that thing that happened was unpleasant. But I'm going to presume that you weren't trying to do something unpleasant. Sure. And we just have to get rid of negativity. And this doesn't mean we never point out flaws or mistakes. We can't expect if something was hurtful or uncomfortable or just simply wrong, we can't expect that that will never happen again, that Mm -hmm. unexpectations. We have to communicate, hey, this is what's going on. But the goal is building closeness, drawing us together. Uh, Adults don't punish adults. Right. So that's, it's pointing things out is to build that closeness. But we always do that in a positive light. I don't think you meant this for evil or for bad. This action, however, is not acceptable and we need to talk through how we can make things better for our marriage. Or this action, you know, hurt my feelings or this action or these words made me feel invalidated and that's not good for the marriage. So what can we do to avoid that? And how can I make sure that I'm not invalidating you? 
Absolutely. We need to avoid some subtle invalidations. Mm -hmm. These are things that we've seen, people have talked about. On the surface, the person doing it isn't intentionally invalidating. It's just a conversation, but it becomes an invalidating act. And one of them is checking receipts. And please talk about this a little bit more. You recently had, had posted an article about the idea of checking receipts. And hang with us, guys, because this has nothing to do with finances. It has nothing to do with purchases. So what are these kinds of uh, receipts that we we could check, but we ought not? Absolutely. So it's one of those, and this is happens a lot in marriages and conversations, one spouse will say something like, you always, or I have observed that, or when this, then this. And they'll talk about consistent or repeated events that are unpleasant. Anytime I go out with my friends, you always get upset with me. When I've observed that when we get in the car, you're always telling me which way to go and you're always backseat driving. What the solution to that is not is when's the last time I did that? Tell me how many times. When did I say that? That's checking receipts. That's expecting, because what you don't want is your spouse to be keeping a ledger of all of your bad acts. And then if they bring up something that, hey, you hurt my feelings or this is bothering me, then you ask them to bring out the ledger that you don't want them to be keeping. You're invalidating them because you're saying, I don't believe you that I do this. Mm -hmm. And that's invalidating them and that's going to create distance. And another one, this again is another subtle invalidation. It's correcting your spouse in front of others. And you really don't want to be doing that. I had heard a story of a husband and wife at a party, and the wife had talked about something, apparently friendly conversation, everybody was cool with it, about um, politics. And then the husband said, oh, come on now, honey, we don't believe that. What? That, but also it's something even more subtle. One of the things you don't want to do, and this is something- well, what's that, another one? Yeah, so this is something I, I've been really bad at you'll say something and I'll say, no, it was on Thursday, not Wednesday. Oh, yeah, or, that's totally annoying and invalidating. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and it doesn't matter, right? It's not relevant. But what I've done is question your credibility in the story over some little silly little fact. It's like, oh, no, that was Christmas 2018, not Christmas 2017. Mm-hmm. Those are invalidating and never... Do we mean, certainly when when I've done that, it's not I'm trying to discredit you. Part of it is I want to be included in the conversation. Or it's like, hey, just, hey, th- th- let's get the details right. It's like, no, that's invalidating. And if it's something that is important, like, and it bothered you that a fact was presented incorrectly in the story, when you're alone, say, hey, sweetheart, you know, this was actually on this and that. And just deal with that between the two of you, but never correct in front of other people. Well, yeah, I think if your spouse asks you, it's like, oh, wait a minute, I'm trying to recall this. Was it on Tuesday or Thursday? And, you know, th- that's OK to respond to just because it's like, OK, I'm I'm trying to figure this out and I'm I'm trying to recall. But, you know, not not unsolicited mm-hmm. corrections, especially on those minor points, because a lot yeah. of times it doesn't even matter to the story or the situation. Right, right. And I think another one is contradicting your spouse in front of the kids, and you really, really don't want to do that. That that can that can be a, a big breakdown because, of course, kids want to to get their way. They want to try to manipulate, and if they yeah. can slide into a, a contradiction there between parents, that can just be really, really problematic. Yeah, never. I mean, 
if they've done something you never say in front of the kids, no, that's that's not okay. That's wrong. Or should those are um, private conversations. And another one, I think this is again, it's insidious. It's what I wrote down on the outline here is over exuberant support mm-hmm. and meaning is like I'm trying to help and trying to help too much. And so then your spouse can feel like, don't you think I can handle this? It's like going over, hey, when you're traveling, hey, did you do this? Did you pack this? Did you pack this? Do you have sunscreen? Do you have a hat? Do you have extra sunscreen? Did you pack this? It feels like you're being parented by your spouse Mm -hmm. or you're leaving the house and they've got this checklist that they're going over. It's invalidating because it can communicate that you don't think your spouse has their stuff together. Yeah. And I I think it's different by just kind of being being married to your spouse for a period of time if you've noticed that your spouse often forgets a hat when you're going to the beach and you're that's going to be a problem you know for for sunburn i think it's okay to say hey did did you remember the hat or even saying to the family did everybody remember their hats but if you're you're going through just some dictatorial checklist that folks didn't agree on and you're just trying to impose that, that that can be really problematic and and very hurtful. Absolutely. Or even doing menial tasks that's, hey, I said I would do that. And what did you not trust me to do with the dishes, the laundry, Mm -hmm. whatever it is? The intent usually is not a passive aggressive, oh, I want to get at you because you didn't do this the way I wanted to. It's usually, hey, you're busy, you're overwhelmed, I'm trying to help. But we need to balance that out and communicate and be honest with it. Hey, when you did that, I felt invalidated. Mm -hmm. But also be careful of the things you do that, hey, I intended help, but are you communicating something different? And you can build habits that validate your spouse, and you really should. And this is something that each of you should be working on some of that is expressing gratitude. We talk about that a lot on, on this podcast, as well as in our live presentations. Expressing gratitude just goes su- such a long way uh, when you're talking to your spouse, especially if you can get very specific about what you'll, you're grateful uh, for with your uh, something your spouse is, is specifically doing or characteristics that your spouse has or um, instead of babe, you look hot. It's like, oh, I love the way that that shirt looks on you. Just different things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Compliments, expressing gratitude. Another way that you can really validate your spouse is brag about them in public. Mm-hmm. Now, don't go to the point where it's embarrassing, but saying things, I mean, just talk about how awesome your spouse is when you're around other people. That is validating them. It's the opposite of correcting them in front of people. It's like, sure. hey, my spouse is so awesome. Hey, let me tell you this cool thing that they did or this awesome thing they're working on or things like that. Brag about them in front of in front of other people. Mm-hmm. And then reward positive behavior with affection. It's okay to say when the, you're thanking them for doing a task, give them a hug, give them a kiss, squeeze their hand. When they're doing a task that you ask them to do, just walk by and, you know, give them a good game pat on the butt. I don't know what it is. Oh what my it's, goodness. <laughs> it's the NBA finals up in here. <laughs> Whatever it is for you guys, but reward those things. And this doesn't mean sex. It just means, hey, I'm affectionate towards you. But what you never, 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 did I say never? I want think to so. Do is the opposite. Never 
withhold affection for unpleasant behavior. That is never okay, and that's going to destroy your rights. It's okay to, hey, I feel good about you, about Up what your you're doing. Up your affection game, right? And I'm validating you with this hug, with this kiss. That is good, but you never, oh, you're not doing the laundry the way I want to, so I'm not going to hold your hand. No, you don't get any kisses right now because I mean, you don't withhold affection because of something that they've done, but you can validate your spouse by being affectionate when something is positive. Sure. And validation is a key to building a thriving marriage. And we all have tendencies to invalidate our spouses unintentionally. And, you know, you, you better make sure if you're invalidating your spouse on purpose, you got to stop that behavior immediately. Um, we do need to constantly presume goodwill in our spouse uh, avoid the subtle ways we invalidate them, and we need to intentionally build into our marriage habits uh, that validate our, our spouse. So think about some ways that you can purposefully validate and build up your spouse today. It's just going to go such a long way in building that uh, marriage relationship into a thriving and healthy marriage. Thank you so much for listening to the Operation Thriving Marriage podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps us get the word out to other people that may enjoy this as well. Thank you. Thank you. Jen and I started Operation Thriving Marriage to help couples and churches take marriages from merely surviving to thriving. We've got our book, we've got a blog and resources for our coaching ministry, and you can bring us out for an Operation Thriving Marriage experience. For more information, go to OperationThrivingMarriage.com. That's OperationThrivingMarriage.com.